Hey, 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 and welcome back to The Life Inspired. Happy after 4th of July, everyone. I hope you all had an amazing holiday if you're listening in the US. And if not, it's probably just another summer day for you. So um, happy Monday. But because we are celebrating the 4th of July this week, I am taking a week off. This is the first week off that I've taken since starting this podcast. And I'm very ready for a little break. So I'm sorry that we're taking a week off, but we didn't want to leave you hanging. So in celebration of the 4th of July, I guess, and also to give you a little bit of content, we'll be revisiting our first ever episode, Small Town, Big City, with special guest Michaela Smith. Now, this episode was recorded, what, like 18 weeks ago? And when we recorded our first episode, there was no lightning round. So to celebrate Michaela's um, move to Los Angeles five years ago, we'll be doing today's lightning round of fast facts about Los Angeles. Do, 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 do. Okay, so here we go. Fast fact number one. Los Angeles is located in Los Angeles County, which is the most populous county in the country and includes the southern part of LA County touching northern Orange County and it goes up past the hills of LA and also includes Catalina Island I recently learned so it's just a huge place and Los Angeles is just absolutely massive and has so many people um so that's fast fact number one our second fun fact for the day is that the historic ace hotel in downtown los angeles known to many people as just like a really historic site um it has a big theater where they do a lot of events for me it is very well known because that's where they host the season finale of rupaul's drag race um but the ace was actually originally a church and bible college it is now the ace in downtown um but yeah it it started as a church so little fun fact for you our final fun fact for the day is that the hollywood neighborhood which is so well known worldwide for the number of movie studios and production companies and especially for the hollywood sign um, this neighborhood was actually started as a separate town from los angeles and it was started by a couple who wanted to create a no sinning, no drinking utopia, but faced a lot of financial struggles, especially when it came to organizing sewers. And they had to incorporate into the town of Los Angeles in order to utilize LA's resources. So I think that's wild, but um, Hollywood was actually its own town once upon a time and was supposed to be like this idyllic utopia, I guess. So. It's a little fun. So thanks for listening to today's lightning round. And now we'll be revisiting our conversation with Michaela Smith, who moved to Los Angeles from a small town in 2016. And so we'll let you, uh, we'll let her tell you her story. I am so excited about this. Um, The Life Inspired has kind of been a brainchild that I've been working on for a while. And I'm really excited to uh, see it come into reality and to have all of you 
on this journey uh, with me and our guests and all of the exciting things that we're going to be discussing over the next several weeks. Um, so today is episode one, uh, Small Town, Big City. My name is Jace Lucas, and I am going to be hosting this podcast. Um, I am based in Los Angeles, um, so kind of coming to the to this episode from the mindset of someone who has gone from a really small uh, rural upbringing to kind of living in a very diverse and exciting and huge city. So I'm really excited about this. And on this episode today, I'm really excited to welcome our very first guest to the podcast. So today's guest was born and raised in the rural Midwest in a farm town in Southern Illinois, where I grew up with big ambitions and a love for entertainment. She set out post high school for college in the suburbs of Los Angeles before landing in the heart of North Hollywood. With a resume including Universal Studios, Lionsgate, and so many others, our guest is now a thriving professional specializing in film, social media, and virtual reality. And since leaving her small town roots, she says her view of the world has expanded and changed in a way she could have never imagined. Please welcome to the podcast, Michaela Smith. Hello, Michaela. Hi, Jace. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. How are you today? I'm great. I'm excited to be a part of your podcast and get a chance to talk today. Awesome. I'm so excited to have you. I do want to let everyone listening know a couple of things. First, Michaela and I are both on our very first episode of the podcast. So we're kind of learning. We're working with some uh, technology that we're kind of working through. So if the sound uh, breaks up or anything, we're, we're working on it. Um, but this is the first episode. So we promise <laughs> we'll only get better from here. Also, I think we have to give a full disclosure, Michaela, that um, we're not strangers. Um, we <laughs> Absolutely <act> not. <laughs> <laughs> we went to high school together and then college, and we've been great friends for years. Michaela has seen probably the best and worst sides of me. Um, so I'm really excited to have her, uh, but I think we're going to have a lot of shared stories to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, so Michaela, uh, this is our first episode of The Life Inspired, and every week we're going to open with a just a few quick um, headlines from the past week. I like to call this segment The News Inspired, and we're really going to focus on some of the positives that have happened um, in our country and the world just from this past week, um, just to kind of start with some inspiration and some good news. Does that sound good? That sounds great. Amazing. So the first thing that I want to talk about happened just on Saturday when the FDA approved the third vaccine in the U.S. We have the Johnson & Johnson vaccine now. Um, and that means that the government will be immediately introducing over 4 million vaccines into the supply. I mean, that I think is really good news. I think we're both really over this pandemic, right? I was very excited to see that headline this week. Yeah, I mean, I think we're both waiting for our vaccines and um, it's just so encouraging to see that there is like a light at the end of this tunnel. Yeah, and I'm hoping that that will really increase the accessibility as well and hopefully start moving that process along faster. 
A hundred percent. I think especially that's really relevant to today's topic about uh, small town, big city. You know, this is a an opportunity for small towns to have a vaccine that doesn't require so much like refrigeration and um, transportation mm -hmm. logistics. So this is really exciting for especially some of the people we know. Um, but moving on to our second topic, something way different. I don't know if you're familiar with the situation with Lady Gaga's dogs. I am. So for those who don't know, um, her dogs were, were dog napped earlier this week. And again, just this weekend, uh, they were recovered. They were returned. And so she has all three of her prized pets back home. Is her dog walker okay? Um, I heard last I heard, I would have to look back into this, but last I heard, um, which was, I think Friday or Saturday, um, in stable condition, still at the hospital, but, but doing well and expected to recover. So that's also pretty optimistic. Good. Good. I'm glad it's working out well. Yes. Michaela and I are both big fans of pets. Um, we're, I mean, at least I think I'm a cat person and I'm, confident that Michaela would say that as well. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but we're excited for Lady Gaga and her dogs. Um, and then the third headline that I was just reading on um, was that clone it was on cloning science. And they're saying that yeah. cloning science has kind of this new possibility of saving endangered species because this week they were able to take ferret DNA that has been frozen for 30 years and clone it into a living, breathing, fully developing ferret. Um, and it's actually an endangered species of ferret. So they're hopefully going to be able to use this cloning to create ferrets that can then reproduce and, and kind of repopulate the world. And I was just reading about how exciting this is um, for other endangered species as well, that we kind of have this opportunity to help them uh, to repopulate. And I think that's so exciting. That's awesome news. Now I'm ready for them to apply it to already extinct species and get to pet a woolly mammoth. Oh my gosh, right. It will just be Jurassic <laughs> Park over here. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know about that. Um, but yeah, I think anytime we can talk about good news, we're, we're not going to skip the opportunity. So this has been this week's edition of The News Inspired. Uh, and now we get to transition into our our main discussion for today, which is small town, big city, because I think one of the most inspiring things that has happened to me in my life and so many people I talk about is when I left the small town that I grew up in and moved to a big city full of opportunities and excitement and new people and new things that I could learn. Um, and I kind of want to preface our conversation with the understanding that this is definitely not the only path for everyone. I think that so many mm -hmm. of you know my friends and relatives who chose to stay in their hometown have made a great decision for them and that that is something that we do need so that those small towns continue to survive and thrive and and you know can preserve different uh, cultures from across the country but i think for so many people the opportunity to go to new york or la or chicago or london or paris um, or hong kong is 
like a dream and something that that sparks a little bit of excitement for their lives. So, um, Michaela, I would love to start by just talking about your journey from a small town to a big city. Yeah, um, it has definitely been kind of a life changer in big and little ways for sure. I actually forgotten this, but a relative reminded me recently that apparently in high school, I talked about how much I wanted to live on the coast and how I knew I was going to end up in New York or LA. And I can't imagine living in New York, but I <laughs> live in LA. I love living in LA. Um, yeah. So growing up in the very rural Midwest, um, I found that a lot of, uh, I don't know. I, I really wanted to kind of explore the world and see more. Um, a lot of my journey is caused by the career that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I don't know if you know this, Jace, but when I graduated high school, I had two paths in front of me that mm-hmm. were really very key in deciding, you know, what was next. And that was, I was torn between journalism and film with what I wanted to study. And I knew that if I studied journalism, I would go to a college that was in state and not too far from our hometown. And that if I studied film, I would leave the state. And it finally came down to it and I decided film. And it makes the most sense to do that in the place where Hollywood really has its home. So um, getting connected to the university that I went to being Christian and having a really great film program and being in LA was just kind of everything I wanted. And I really feel like God worked out all this piece to enable me to be able to to come out and be a part of that program. You know, they don't accept everyone. You have to apply and um, go through all these processes. And I haven't looked back since I came out. My mom talks about how she thought I would go out and come back scared and come back after the first year. But I've been in LA about is it five years now we've been oh in gosh, LA it's been almost five years isn't that crazy we've yeah been here in 2016 yeah it's crazy and I am thankful to you for you know kind of introducing me to Biola it's funny how things work out and um I am I am glad that that's something that you know we both found an interest in because I was always very intimidated to move I mean, anywhere, really, out of state, but especially to LA. And it was really great to have someone that I knew and helped serve as a launch board. I 100% agree. I do not think I would still be here if I didn't know you when we both moved out here at the same time. And I think we can get into that in a, uh, just a minute. Mm-hmm. I want to kind of go back because there's a lot to unpack. Um, yeah. And I kind of want to start at the before you made that move, right? Like upbringing Mm -hmm. in a small town. Like if you could pick like a few words to describe growing up in like small town USA, how would you describe your upbringing? Mm, I think I would describe it in short words (laughs) as there's so much that could be impacted even just in that. Um, but uh, one key word is cows because yep. our neighbors yep. were cows. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but also just, you know, uh, playing outside, being close to family, um, and kind of knowing everyone. That's true. That's true. And 
when you say knowing everyone, like we literally knew everyone. Just the town that Michaela and I grew up in had 15,000 people on a good year. So like, (laughs) this was a very small town. We literally knew everyone. Um, You know, my eighth grade class had like 30 people in it. And yours... Oh, Oh, I can top that. Yeah, yours was, remind me. My eighth grade class had eight people in it. Yes. So, (laughs) I mean, we're just talking like the smallest of small towns. And I like how you brought up a lot of the positives, you know, knowing people, family, I think family values are, they were such a big part of our upbringing. And I really appreciate that, um, you know, like growing up in a small community with so much of my family, I was able to relate to people like my grandparents. And I know that you had such a positive experience um, being so close to yours as well. Um, And also the outdoors. We grew up in Southern Illinois where like the cornfields meet like the Shawnee National Forest. So it was like, it was a really pretty place to grow up. You know, Mm -hmm. when you talk about like lakes and and woods and things like that. also snow. I, I miss snow. Yeah. You know, I, I was home recently for a funeral and they got a lot of snow and I thought it would be a wise idea to try to sled like my young days down the hill at my grandparents' house. And I was sore for four or five days after I'm um, not the young spring chicken I used to be. Okay. You say that when <laughs> you're 23, 24, I'm sorry, you're 23. 23. I'm 23. Now- Oh my gosh, that's right. It's only, it's only March. I can't, oh wow. Okay, ignore me. Anyway, um, so yes, lots of positives growing up there. But also, I think that growing up in small town America is not always like a positive experience, right? Sure. I mean, there, there are definitely a lot of positives and I could see why um, that is a good choice for a lot of people. But I know something I've been reflecting on is that, you know, growing up in elementary school, um, like I said, my graduating class was eight, so there wasn't a lot of us. Um, But I didn't really feel like I fit in with a lot of my classmates. Um, And there weren't a lot of chances to fit in with so few people, but it's a really small country, grade school, K through eight, and we had the same teacher every two years. So like my first and second grade teacher was the same teacher and it was all in one room wow. and then third and fourth, fifth and sixth, seventh and eighth. And, wow. you know, you really got to know everyone there. Um, yeah, it, just, it, it always felt like I didn't quite click with most people. I had one um, best friend and we were both the weirdos of the class. Sure. And I think it's interesting to, to think about that now because both of us ended up in cities for college. Um, she ended up, I think, at the University of Chicago um, and lives out of state now. And then, you know, me ending up in L.A. And as I was thinking about that this week, you know, preparing to talk to you about this, I just realized, like, I feel like I wanted something different than um, a lot of them did. And that's not right or wrong for either of us. Um, you know, we both ways have their pros and cons. But, you know, I I wasn't content to kind of stay there and not see the world and see more perspectives. You know, there's a lot of sameness, I think is another word to use for small towns is sameness. I don't know if you felt that as well. Definitely. I mean, I think about now, 
and the different people that I get to interact with almost every single, even in COVID, like just through my work and things like that, like I see people who are different than me. And that makes honestly me, you mentioned like you felt sometimes like, like you didn't fit in, like seeing people who are different than me helps me to fit in because I went through Mm -hmm. that same experience where I was someone who was a little bit like, I didn't like, you know, growing up in a small, um, even a small school, a small community, like I wasn't into sports. I, um, you know, was not a farmer, was not part of a farm family, which was kind of what most people in our community did. Um, Mm -hmm. And then as I got older, even, you know, we've talked about this a lot, but coming to terms with my sexuality and my identity, like that was almost impossible in a community where being different was almost sort of frowned on. And I don't want to, I don't want to make it out. Like everyone that we grew up around was unaccepting of us or hateful, but there was kind of this like expectation that, that everyone kind of fit into the bubble of our small town community. Um, And and even when, oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. And to be fair, like, I feel like high school was a little better for both of us than elementary school was. And that, you know, there's a lot more diversity of thought um, and experience coming together in high school because so many towns came together for our high school. So it's not that necessarily we, (laughs) we didn't fit in with anyone in our entire town, but I think in our elementary schools, at least there was a lot of difference. That is very true. The older we got, it definitely, um, we found people more like us. Mm -hmm. We still, I think, face some of those challenges of, you know, being expected to fit into the norm, um, sameness, like you mentioned. Um, But yeah, like you said, as we got to be exposed to more people, we found more acceptance and kind of our mindsets expanded, which I think like that movement of us from, you know, being around the same eight to 30 people every day, moving into even an opportunity where we got to see maybe a thousand people in our school, that made such a difference for both of us and kind of finding Mm -hmm. our place. So then when we got to move from small town to big city, that made even that much more difference. Um, And one, one other thing that I think about when I think about kind of my upbringing and that sameness that you mentioned, which I love that term so much, I didn't even think about that as kind of the underlying theme before we got into this. But I think a lot about diversity and Mm -hmm. there, there were people who looked and acted and maybe even were raised different than us, but it was not prominent. And I feel like it was never talked about. Also, um, you know, we didn't even acknowledge really that there was tension between different races in our community. Um, you know, some of, we grew up in a small town, but, but there was gang activity and things like that. And a lot of it was racially motivated and no one ever talked about it. No one ever acknowledged it or tried to find a way to make it better. It was just kind of accepted as like, we're different and we don't need to understand each other. Yeah. I think, you know, a lot of times when I talk about high school and, growing up, and this was especially true for my elementary school, but, you know, our, our town was very predominantly, I'd categorize it as white Christian Republican were the three big standouts yep. that people kind of looked for. Yep. 
And I think it's so hard to be aware of differences in those things when that's so predominant, when so many people fall into those same three categories. Whereas now, like looking through the lens of people that live in LA, it's exciting to be able to see so many other perspectives and backgrounds and all kinds of diversity. And I know you even worked with diversity initiatives in college. And I thought that was super cool. And that's something like my church is even talking about right now. Um, And it's just, you know, we didn't see a lot of that at home. There was a lot of that sameness. And yeah, I don't know why people didn't talk about it much. I guess it was just easier to kind of go with the status quo. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. So I, yeah, I definitely think that you and I were exposed a little bit to, I think LA especially. I don't know why that we both ended up here. It's something that we've talked about a lot, but I think when we were exposed through means that we'll talk about in just a second to bigger cities, wider perspectives, um, better worldviews, um, we started to understand that maybe we wanted to pursue that kind of life where we could expand our horizons too. Um, now, one thing that I think really inspired me to leave my hometown, and, and you can speak to whether or not this motivated you, um, but I feel like you exposed me to city life. I bet you didn't know that. Really? I didn't. Yes. Um, do you remember when you kind of introduced me to YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. Michaela, we would watch YouTube religiously. I think we followed some... Who did we follow? We followed Miranda Sings. We followed the Rhodes Brothers. We followed Matthew Lush. And... Some of those people, they all lived in Los Angeles. So that was one of That's my true. first exposures, like sophomore, junior year of high school, to like people who lived in a completely different world than me. We also made a few YouTube videos, but hopefully none of the listeners will find them. Oh my gosh, yes. I was just thinking <laughs> about that too. I was like, should we just make this YouTube? But we're not going to do another topic. That's a topic for another day. Another day. <laughs> um, yes. But really? Really, that was one of my first exposures to to seeing what living in a city was like. And you just kind of noticed that people really felt felt different. You could tell mm-hmm. that they were more respecting of people with different viewpoints. You could tell that they had more opportunities, both like financially and in terms of just like meeting new people um, and like trying new things like new foods or seeing like art and things like that. And then I also feel like third and foremost, people who we would watch in like cities, I saw more inspiration in them. Like I felt like they Mm. were excited. They knew that they had opportunities and they, they wanted to kind of go out and pursue the things that got them excited. Wow. That's so interesting that your first glimpse of that was YouTube. But yeah, a lot of people on YouTube at that time were making them move out to LA. It's true. And seeing them actually i don't know if you've noticed in like the social promos and stuff that i've done for this podcast everything is set on like a ski- a city skyline or some kind of like um like cityscape because 
I feel like that's some of the most inspiring imagery that I can see because that's kind of what inspired me to really make this big change in my life. Yeah, I think that that's a really good note because I think, you know, we were talking earlier about there's not, you know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to stay in a small town and there's nothing wrong with wanting to leave the small town. Um, I know like for my, my grandparents, they've never lived anywhere besides Illinois. Right. And I think, you know, you saying you get inspired by thinking about the city and all the city has to offer. I think there are some people that get excited about staying close to family and True. You know, being comfortable or, or being not too far from family. Maybe they don't leave the state or they go to a neighboring state. Um, and go somewhere else. I think that that's something that they can find comfort and inspiration in. And that's just not true for us. And it's not right or wrong for, or it's right for whoever it's right for, you know, it's not right. wrong to want to stay and it's not wrong to want to leave. Um, but that's hard to explain to people. I think that want the opposite things. Like it's hard to talk to my family about um, how much I really love the city sometimes and how much it really clicks with me as a person because, mm -hmm. you know, it clicks for them to stay in Illinois. Exactly. That's so true. And I think also people see it sometimes as like, almost like you're abandoning your roots, like leaving yeah. your family, the community that raised you, all that. But I never think of it that way because I don't see myself, you know, I've lived in, in, LA for almost five years now. I don't see myself as someone who has to stay here forever. I see myself equally a part of, you know, my Southern Illinois roots and my current LA existence. And I think both influence me, but am I here saying that in 15 years, I won't be living in Illinois again? No. Am I saying that I won't be living in Canada by then? Like, absolutely not. You know, like I think some people feel more comfortable staying close to what they know. And that is great for them because like we said, like family and keeping that culture um, and that area going is so important. But then there are people who maybe don't tie their identity to a particular area or, um, mm -hmm. you know, community. And then, and, and they just kind of want to be a part of like a more, like global community. Yeah, I have a friend that I made in college that teaches in Hungary now. Wow. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know that I could ever come visit because that's a really long plane Truth. ride. Truth. Um, but, you know, she's also from um, the Midwest and she was kind of close to a city, but her, her real hometown was pretty rural from my understanding. And it's like, you know, you can go anywhere. If you're happy to stay, then stay. But if you, want to go explore other things and even if they don't work out it's worth it to try if you can so true so and true. i like what you said about you know not having to stay in la because you know we could be in la for years and years we could you know move to another city we could end up in georgia or new york or chicago or indianapolis or you know anywhere st louis or we could end up at home for a while or we could go home and then move somewhere else like something i've had to realize recently is that you don't have to stay in one place your whole life and i think i don't know if this is true for you but i know like my family because they've stayed in illinois all this time and not really moved out and it never really occurred to me that 
I can live in multiple different places throughout the span of my life. Like I felt like I really had to plant myself somewhere and that's not necessarily true, at least while I'm still young. I don't know if that feels the same for you. Yeah, no, I, I have had that epiphany as well because when I came here, uh, I, you and I came here for college, which is something we should probably get into in a minute. But, um, you know, I, I came with the mindset of like, oh, I'm going to college but I still live in Illinois. But pretty quickly, I changed to the mindset of this is where I am now. Like, this is where I live. And it really helped me to find that mindset exactly what you're talking about of I can live in multiple places throughout my life. My Mm -hmm. identity is not tied to where I am. Like, I can fully be myself no matter where I am. One person who's actually also really inspired this for me is my sister. Uh, Michaela knows, most of the people listening might know, I don't know. I have a sister who was adopted two years ago as a teenager from Bogota, Colombia. So she was able to live life in another country for several years and kind of form her identity there and has come to the U.S., Um, and, and I was able to spend a couple of months at home, um, during the pandemic with my family, just kind of trying to hunker in place with them. Um, and you know, she and I really got to talking and, and she helped me to understand that she even sees herself as like this global citizen. We even talked about like, cause she was saying, you know, oh, I might want to do like college, like for a couple of years there and then move back here to like start a career or something like that. Um, But but we even kind of brought up the idea of like, well, what if you wanted to I like go to school in Spain, you know, or find some other like third culture mm-hmm. that you could participate in? And and I think the conclusion that she came to and and at least that I came to in our conversation is like that doesn't change who she is, but it helps to expose her to even more of the world and kind of helps her to contribute even better to make the world a better place when she can understand more of what people are going through. So I feel like in comparison to her, our move is much smaller, you know, nothing, yeah. states, <laughs> not countries. Um, but yeah, it just really helped me to, to understand kind of that like mindset of where you are is not who you are, but um, kind of going back to your story. So you came to Los Angeles, we'll call it Los Angeles adjacent, the suburbs sure. <laughs> for college. Um, you were hesitant at first. Do you want to talk about that? And I think that that's something that people don't talk about is, at least for LA culture, I don't know if this is true everywhere, but when you get used to living in LA and really get absorbed in that, it's easy to forget how timid you were before you came here, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, like, you know, sometimes I joke that I make fun little YouTube videos for my high school self. Because mm. I have a a silly YouTube channel where I just upload things. Like, I went on a picnic with my friends the other day, and it was overlooking the Santa Monica Beach. And I was like, you know, this is just a normal thing LA people do. Uh-huh. And then I think about five years prior and how that would have blown my mind to see future yes. me just casually having a picnic with friends from college yes. overlooking a beach. Like, it's great. Trying a bunch of cheeses I'd never tried before. <laughs> yes, 100%. Um, all kinds of great new things to try. Yeah, I, I honestly, this might be something you remember 
better about me than I do. I think I was definitely nervous. I'm trying to even remember moving in. I feel like I have this streak of independence in me that sometimes Mm -hmm. fights because I remember my dad helped me drive out to school and he actually flew back before the like opening dinner and I remember having to find the opening dinner by myself and then go and realize that everyone else brought their parents and I was like oh I'm actually here by myself doing this and I think that really started the plunge for me into being able to do things by myself that are scary and that's um honestly been pretty rewarded a lot in LA like even my first year here I went to this YouTube screening by myself because I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Like a screening at the YouTube studios, like, oh my gosh. And then, you know, I ended up getting a job with YouTube for a while, like from that. Oh my gosh, I forgot you worked for YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I worked worked with them for a couple months um, and worked with some of their original content, which was a crazy cool opportunity. And there were only, I think, five of us um, that were part of this team. I was, a, it was called YouTube Red back then. I was a YouTube Red content advisor uh, yes. um, for two months. And I felt so cool. And I thought that was cool. like the peak of my cool. And then I went on to other things like NBC and Universal and Lionsgate. And my high school self would freak out. Oh my gosh, yes. And those are not small feats. Also, that YouTube thing. Okay, let's, <laughs> like, the fact that you, were working at YouTube and you didn't have any experience just shows like you came out here and you owned that opportunity. But that also ties back to if you hadn't come here, that would not be an opportunity for you. Like there would not even be anything I'm in my mind right now trying to think through like, what could I compare it to in the, in the small town we grew up? There's nothing to compare that to. No. And that's a real beauty to like, if you have a desire to leave your hometown, even if it's just for college or just for a short time, there are so many experiences that just aren't available in rural areas. I mean, I remember even like it, you would have to drive an hour and a half or two hours to just to see concerts of tours yeah, and absolutely. things. And, you know, now it's like living in LA, it's like, okay, do I just go down the street 15 minutes this way or do I go to this? Even right. just as a side note, there's like so much more stuff to do. Like I remember when we would hang out in high school, it was either you were at someone's house or you were at Walmart. You yep. know? <laughs> yep, that is so. Tr- I can't. I can't even imagine. Like the pandemic kind of reminds me of of growing up, where like you had to stay home because there was just nothing else to do. Well, right now we're staying home to take care of other people, but there's literally nothing else to do, even if you want to go outside right now. So like, but that's so true. And okay, side tangent. Um, I remember my first trip to Los Angeles. I was literally here for like four days trying to decide if I... It, it, was, it was a bad time. I was very sick. But, but, but in kind of the middle of the trip, when I was only like halfway sick, <laughs> um, 
I remember going to LACMA, the Los Angeles County Museum of Art, and I think most people probably know about the like lamppost art installation in Los Angeles. That's like all of the lampposts um, of like different heights, and people go there just to have their pictures taken and do videos and things like that. I think it was a lot more popular even five years ago than it is now. But I remember. Mm-hmm like pulling up outside of it in like crazy rush hour traffic and (laughs) forcing my parents to take a a photo of me just so that I had it from the trip because I was like, I may never have this opportunity again. Like I'm here in this city with unlimited opportunities. I want to get as many as I can. And now I live a block and a half from LACMA. I walk past it to get to Starbucks. It's, it's just like surreal, like you said, but but going kind of going back to um you know you coming here the experiences that you had you i think i remember conversations that we had because i had decided that i was going to move to the suburbs of la to go to school and i asked you if you would be interested in coming as well um and i said no yeah you originally did. you did originally i said no you, yeah i now that you talk about it you made a video trying to convince me (laughs) should come um which was appreciated it made me feel loved but you i remember one of the things you were worried about was was will i make it like there's all of these opportunities but like there's also this risk of you know it's more expensive i don't know anyone like what if i don't make it and and then i'm just there and i'm stuck but I think the fact that you have all of these credits attached to your name, you mentioned how many friends that you've been able to connect with and just some of the like optimism that you experience of like enjoying even like a sunset at the beach or, you know, the Los Angeles County Museum of Art. Like you made it and you had to put effort in, but it wasn't like you were ever at, at risk of being on your own with nothing to do. Like you put in the effort, the results show. And I think that's something really admirable. And that just shows that when there is opportunity, like you can make it, right? I think that's a great reminder because those are some thoughts I even have now that I've been in LA. I feel like, what if I passed my glory days and done all this cool stuff, but it was just a fluke and it's like, It's hard to give myself credit. I think, I don't know if that's true for everyone, but that's been true for me. But but also too, I, I do think a deal of, of thanks to my community, both, you know, the ones that I've, people I've been close to here and also, um, you know, my family, I like to think that I'm very independent, but you know, I do have a community that is pretty supportive. And so there's a lot to be thankful for, but yeah, it's always, I don't know if this is true for, for you and your profession, but in film, I think there's also an extra picture of like, you know, what is it to make it? And am I going to do that? Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Because this kind of goes back to our like small town versus big city, but in a small town, there are not a ton of businesses. So job opportunities are, are limited, even in a town mm-hmm. of 15,000 people, you know, there were hundreds of companies in the town, but but it wasn't like you had a thousand industries to choose from. You know, it was pretty basic. There's not a lot of different jobs. Right. It's basically the things that that 
city itself or that village needs to survive pharmacies, banks, restaurants, that kind of thing. And so you kind of have these like lateral options of like, you know, I can work retail and then get promoted to an assistant manager and then a manager, or I can go work in a bank and be a teller, get my college degree, become like a banker, that kind of thing. Like it's very like you move up one ladder with one opportunity. There's like a hierarchy, that kind of thing here. You know, you mentioned that you and I are in different professions. You are in entertainment and like social media. I work full time in PR, in the fashion world. And even then, there's a lot of overlap for us, I think. You know, we interact with a lot of the same people and concepts and things like that. And it's not as much of a hierarchy, you know, there's more, Mm -hmm. there's more room to really, instead of like fighting for the one promotion in town, you know, we can really like support each other and um, collaborate and encourage one another, you know, your wins are amazing wins. And I always want to encourage you with them. And I think there's more of an opportunity here for that kind of thing, because it's not like, there's that like analogy where it's like, there's only so many slices of pie. And I do think that's true in a small town, even though people should still support their peers in, in those wins as well. Here, I think it's just easier because we can all win just in different ways. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it reminds me of something. Well, yeah, first, first of all, the way that you talked about kind of the zigzag of a career ladder, I think is very real and something that took me a while to realize Mm. and that, um, you know, there were a lot of like very linear paths that we could see at home. Like, you know, my looking at the work that my mom did was very like, she climbed up the ladder to get to the successful position she was in. Um, my dad changed industry, so it's not as true for him that he didn't go straight up, but, um, you know, he switched to different ladder entirely. But, um, you know, here there's just so many things you can do. Even looking at entertainment, you know, there are people with very specialized jobs, like making fully, and, you know, there's not a lot of up and down with that, but you might love doing that. Or, you know, maybe you edit, but you only edit movie trailers. That's a whole profession in itself. That's not necessarily like assistant, um, coordinator, manager, boss. And you you see that a lot in like the corporate entertainment stuff that's there. Like when I was working in publicity, a lot of that was there. You would start assistant and work up to being like Mm -hmm. VP if you wanted. Um, But yeah, there's so, it's almost like clouds of opportunities um, rather than a straight up and down. Um, But also just talking about slice of the pie. A good friend of mine and I were talking about like the VR industry actually recently. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, in an emerging market, a high tide raises all ships. And so like the more different people are having, and VR is, you know, relatively new in as an industry, but we were talking just about, you know, one person's success doesn't really have to take away from yours. It can raise everybody up. And I think that that was a really great sentiment. I love that. In an emerging in an emerging industry, a high tide raises all ships. And I think that is such a perfect example of the inspiration that we can gain kind of from being in this place where there are so many opportunities. Love that. Yeah. 
Okay, Michaela, as we are starting to wind down um, our time together, I would love to throw a couple of questions at you. Um, So the first thing is being someone who did make such a big jump, leaving their hometown, going from a small town to a big city, what is the one thing you wish you had known before you made that transition? There are so many things to know. Um, I think an important thing to know is that your life isn't already determined. Mm. I think this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, that you you don't have to go and plant the seed of a tree that's going to live in that place forever. Um, you You can leave the city and see if it's for you because you know, maybe you want to explore, but you don't really want to stay there. Maybe you just find that city life isn't what you want. It is expensive. Um, it can be cutthroat. Like, I feel like I've been pretty glossy about, like, oh, there's so much, like, entertainment so industry true. fun. And that's true, but it is also very, like, cutthroat. I've been lucky to work with some really great people, but it can be cutthroat. And, that's you true. know, there are plenty of horror stories, but... Um, yeah, so it's totally okay to decide even just like the pace of life is so different and not everyone wants that. I love constantly like being fast paced and fast thinking and a lot of things going on at once, but not everyone likes that and that's okay. But you know, it's just be ready to, uh, the advice is to understand that, um, you know, you can keep writing your life story the way you want. You can stay in that city. You can go back home. You can try a different city or a different country. Um, just be open to newness and what that means for you. Yeah. No, I love that. My next question for you, since leaving your the small town that we grew up in, where everyone was kind of expected to be the same and beliefs you were more told what your beliefs were than taught about about a different beliefs and values. How have your beliefs and values as a person, a person of faith, um, a person relating to other people, like how have those values changed since you moved to a bigger city? Yeah, I think I have just been able to experience so much diversity in every sense of the word, in thought, in background, economic diversity, racial diversity, um, even, you know, some religious diversity. When I go to work, you know, not everyone there is Christian and um, they can be from all different kinds of, of religions and backgrounds and just learning more about other people and other cultures, even something as simple as a class I took about race and ethnicity in American literature was so mind opening and talking about that with, um, you know, a class that came from all different backgrounds and all different perspectives. And that's something I've loved and something I think I take for granted until I go home and see, um, you know, how much people just don't know because they're not surrounded by the same kind of, you know, diversity. Um, but that's something that I am grateful for and and learning, um, that it's okay to be Christian and vote for some democratic things. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Such a good example. Yeah. I cannot believe how little we were taught about 
just relating to people of, like you said, different political beliefs, religious beliefs, cultural backgrounds. I don't want to villainize how we were brought up and say that we weren't taught to treat other people as people because, you know, we were taught to treat people with kindness and love, but just like the respect that I now realize I, I need to show my neighbors no matter how we're different because their beliefs, even if I don't agree with them, their beliefs are equally as valid to them as mine are to me. And, and so even Mm -hmm. if, you know, even if I'm right or I'm wrong or they're right or they're wrong, like I need to respect them and love them as people and as people with value. And I think that's just something we weren't taught as much as we should have been. So my final question for you is kind of for, you know, a young person, maybe someone finishing high school, someone maybe your age, um, or even, you know, an emerging teenager who is starting to get expired by the idea of a big city. What would you say to them as they start to make decisions about, you know, comparing staying in their hometown, going to a big city? What would you say to them? I would say be open to try new things. And I think try is the key word there because you can try things that don't work and that's okay. And being okay with that is a part of the advice to if the city doesn't work that's okay go to a different city mm-hmm. or go home or you can move to a rural area in montana here it's yep. beautiful there you know you can you can really go wherever and you know testing your own perspectives on things because there are just so many things that you don't have exposure to right if you stay in a small town one miniature example of this is I didn't know there were theater chains besides AMC. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the experience. <laughs> so even just little things like that that I would have never known. And it's so like unimportant, but it's like there is a whole world out there, even beyond yes. the US. There's a whole world out there. Um, and if you have an interest in exploring it, then I think you should try your hardest to explore. I love that. Michaela. Thank you so much for your time, for sharing your experiences, for sharing your thoughts on, on, you know, small town to big city. I have so enjoyed our conversation. And is there anything at all that you would like to close with? Do you want to share anything you're working on? Where, um, any final thoughts? Uh, I will say we will share on our Instagram um, we'll tag you in case people want to follow you there. But is there anything that you want to share in closing? Sure. I think um, just to summarize, go after what your heart desires and be open as your heart's desire changes. Um, you know, I've done a lot of things since coming out to LA. I've done everything from, you know, working with YouTube to ending up on red carpets to being an administrative assistant at a church to do, you know, all sorts of stuff and allowing my desires to change. I used to want to be a director of photography and, you know, now I do social media and I'm learning more about virtual reality and how to develop for that. And that's okay. You don't have to be locked into one thing for your whole life. You can change it up. And I could 
keep changing it up. But speaking of virtual reality, I have started to make videos on YouTube about virtual reality. If yes. you're interested in VR, learning more about that or games in general, you can follow me on there. The channel is called McKay Plays, and that's just M-A-K-A-Y Plays, all one word. Amazing. Uh, that was McKay Plays, right? McKay Plays. Yes, McKay Plays is the YouTube. Amazing. Um, thank you so much, Michaela. Again, really appreciate your time and your thoughts and, and the inspiration that you share. Also want to thank all of our listeners, those who are taking the time to listen to us. Um, I hope that this has been a conversation that inspires you somehow, some way. And if not, never fear, because every week we are taking on a different topic. Um, I hope you'll join us back here next week for Questions for a Creator, where we'll actually be interviewing um, a full-time creator here in Los Angeles who's fully immersed in the entertainment industry as an actor Ooh. and social media creator. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Join us next week. In the meantime, check us out on Instagram and Facebook at The Inspired Life Pod. I am so grateful for this opportunity to uh, be on this podcast. I hope that this conversation has inspired you and helped you to live the inspired life.